0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot lcom slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
1: So here we go. It's December 13th, 2018, and it's time for our second Future Sox pod, off-season podcast. Um, At the uh, beginning of this first one, I mentioned there might be uh, three interviews, uh, but it'll just be Steel Walker and Luis Gonzalez this time around. And then next week, it'll be Cade McClure and Tyler Johnson. So uh, until then, hope you enjoy this one. All right, welcome back to another Future Sox uh, podcast. I'm your host, Clinton Cole, here in uh, Chicago. And uh, our first uh, off-season podcast had uh, Dylan Cease and Gavin Sheets. This time around, we've got uh, three different uh, guys uh, first up, it's uh, Steele Walker. Then it'll be Tyler Johnson and Luis Gonzalez. All three guys I got to know um, uh, quite a bit last summer in uh, North Carolina. So uh, first off, Steele, uh, you said you're down in Dallas, so I assume the weather's a little bit nicer than it is up here in Chicago, man.
2: Yeah, man, weather's <laughs> beautiful down here in Dallas. Actually, it's been great.
1: So you, uh, you're from you're from Texas. You uh, played ball at Oklahoma. Let's let's start with. Um, let will start with your uh, your college uh, a little bit. We'll get to this season, you know, how you did this season a little bit. But let's let's talk about college first. Played in the Big 12, first team all Big 12 uh, your sophomore year. And then, I mean, you, you played it mm-hmm. looks like 170 total games with Oklahoma. So I know I know we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, your, your college career uh, when I spoke to you a little bit this year at Canapolis, uh, But uh, what was it like playing with Oklahoma and, you know, being around the coaches? And then, of course, uh guy making some pretty big headlines, Kyler, Kyler Murray, huh? For sure, man. Um, yeah, dude,
2: uh, very, very thankful, uh, God opened that door to go to Oklahoma. Um, you know, you come out of high school and you're young, you're 17, 18 years old. And, and, you know, you, you're probably prideful and, and whatnot and this and that, but you go to an institution and it's, uh, you know, you're under a lot of strict rules. You're under, you know, certain coaches and you're, you're under a lot of things that really shape you and sure you. And, um, that's what Oklahoma was able to do for me, man. And so it, it's priceless um, things that, that really happened to me uh, that go way, way far beyond, beyond the success and, and what happened on the field. And so that's really what I take away from my college experience more than anything, m- much more than, than anything on the baseball field, you know? So it, it was great three years that uh, really uh, catapulted me as a human um, and as a ball player as well.
1: So uh, take me back to draft day uh, when the uh, when you heard your name called. What was that like for you then?
2: Yeah, man, draft day was uh, it was it was uh, it was it was different, man. It was different. We were just coming in from uh, uh, Florida. Uh, we played in Florida State in the regional, and I was actually hurt, but um, I basically missed the whole first round because uh, I was on a plane and kind of getting off the plane and stuff. So I had no idea what was going on. And by the time I, I gotten off the plane and stuff, I had already talked to my parents and the, the deal with the White Sox was, was, was in play, you know. Um, and so it was actually kind of unexpected, you know, because I didn't have a lot of contact. I, I had a lot of contact with, with a lot more teams in a different area in the draft, you know, uh, much earlier. But, you know, I, I'm so thankful to be where I am because we prayed so much about the draft and, and uh, where I am to go and really for God's eternal purpose, you know, not just, Uh, this short period of time enjoyment, you know, so it really worked out. And and now that I really have gotten a taste of the organization, where they want to go, uh, the purpose that they have with everything that they do, it's perfect. I'm very, very thankful. Um, but as far as the draft day goes, you know, I mean, to be honest, it was pretty unexpected. You know, I mean, if you would ask me the night before. If you would told me I would have gone to the White Sox at 46, I would have been like, well, really? <laughs> you know, but hey, man, hallelujah, Jesus is the Lord, bro. <laughs> Thank the Lord Jesus, I'm with the White Sox, brother. Praise the Lord, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, absolutely, man. Like, like I was telling Dylan this uh, last show and, and then Gavin, I'm sure I'll tell everyone else, but, you know, not, I'm, just, I'm not just doing this, to, you know, not just to just to do podcasts, but, you know, I've been a lifelong Sox fan, so it's 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 kind of cool yeah. to know you guys. And seeing sure. this, yeah, and seeing this new wave of talent that's gonna hit the uh, south side of uh, Chicago here in the next few years, and I think it's just uh, gonna hit it, man. Yeah, I'm gonna and, hit it, bro. And it's just it was just right place, right time for me, in North Carolina, to kind of uh, to uh, to be there, you know, as, as you guys are coming up and be able to build these uh, friendships, and you know, now that I'm in Chicago, that's hopefully it, see you guys here in a couple of years.
2: That's it, bro. There it is, man. I, hopefully I can I can, we can be boys
1: soon, man. Absolutely.
2: Uh, in Chi-Town,
1: you know. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the things you told me. I, so we we talked uh, back in Canapolis, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I want to say. Uh-huh. You, like right before the first playoff game, right? Yeah. Like or did, was it after you the first two playoff games on the road, and then your first game at Canapolis, I think.
2: Uh, I think. Well, it was,
1: actually, our first our first playoff game in general was at Canapolis. Okay. Yeah, and then we had
2: to go up to Lakewood, and then we lost that one, so we actually were out pretty quickly.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah. So it was the first before the first one at Canapolis. and the biggest yeah. uh, the biggest takeaway from that uh, from our conversation was um, your workload this year. I mean, you, you played. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Fifty-four games with Oklahoma, and then mm-hmm. another pff, what forty games? I guess in my in the minors yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You told me, I mean, yeah. you were basically, this is the most you'd ever played and you're tired and, you know, no excuses, yeah. but I mean, it is what it is. You were right. not used to that workload. right? So how did you, right. how do you think that kind of, I guess, affected you? And then, you know, where are you at now?
2: Right. Well, you know, my body is definitely able to handle a heavy workload. You know, I always have been able to play multiple sports and whatnot. But the really the deal was, man, so basically... Played that whole season at OU and I get hurt, right? So I hurt, I hurt my oblique, okay. <clears throat> and I don't know if you ever heard an oblique, but it's hard to explain. But like, it felt like I was like swinging a bat was like trying to swing a tree trunk because it, it hurt, it just hurt so bad. I didn't have strength, you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't swing the bat, you know. So I had to rehab that and and just and I couldn't grow. You know, I could barely run because when I ran, you got to stabilize your core. So it's just, it's a hard injury. Okay. It's a hard one. Right. And I had it a week before the draft. Okay. So basically, brother, I was shut down, pretty shut down any baseball activity for four or five, you know, six weeks, you know, pretty shut down. So then we start the rehab process and we slowly start hitting. We slowly start growing, you know, but never really got to be able to be game speed. Mm -hmm. And then now we start and playing real games where they're keeping stats, where they're doing this, where they're doing that, you know? And uh, so that, that was the most challenging thing, bro. Just kind of being completely shut down while everyone's playing, everyone's going. And then you're jumping back in it and you're not really comfortable with yourself still. You're still kind of, you know, you still may feel it here and there. Then your arm really is hanging because you hadn't been throwing. So it, that that was really, really, really tough, man. So when when I talked to you saying I was really tired and stuff, my body actually hadn't adjusted. Right. It still hadn't adjusted because I couldn't I couldn't run with the old league. I couldn't throw and I couldn't hit. <laughs> you know, um, but hey, thank the Lord, man. Um, we're we're still great now, um, and we're we're good to go. You know, but that was kind of the the, the main deal. There it, it was such a a. a a brick in that, you know, a break right. in that, in that flow where, you know, you usually flow right into it. I just had, it had to come to a complete halt, you know, but we're good, man. We're good.
1: What do you, uh, what do you think of your, your first, um, what 40 plus games, I guess, in the minors? What was that experience like playing or coming straight from college ball? You said, I mean, obviously you had to rehab a little bit, but once you started to get going, what was that like for you, that whole experience?
2: man, dude, I think a good way to describe it is, is, is really pro ball is baseball in a, in a pure form. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, <clears throat> it's, you're out there just playing the game, you know, uh, there's not, um, not that college isn't, but it's a different dynamic, man. Um, you know, uh, how can I word this bro? Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. You know, uh, you're, people like to say that, you know, you get on a professional team and and uh, you know, everyone's selfish. Well bro, to be honest, I didn't experience that at all, man. I'm with these guys for twelve hours a day. You know? So Brilliant. it's either you, you you know, you be a loner or you you, you you get cool with the guys and you enjoy being around each other and you enjoy the whole experience. You know, it's like so like we were all for each other, all poor for each other and uh, man it was it was a good experience for me, bro. And it kinda of brought back freshness into the game you know uh, I don't think people understand man at college especially you know you go through a coaching change and you know you, things happen man and, and it's not easy college isn't easy high school isn't easy whatever you're doing it's not easy but man uh and and hats off to the White Sox organization man it's, it's fresh you know it's good we're back to playing the game back to freedom freedom you know uh, that was my experience brother and and I, and I do I mean that it was it was good it was good
1: So what was it like, you know, uh, uh, Jersh's youngest manager in pro ball? I assume he still is. I don't know. Maybe there's a new one, uh, that you know, this offseason or whatever. But for the most part, one of the youngest, if not the youngest, manager in pro baseball. What What's it like uh, playing for him? You know, he's not that much older than all of you guys in the grand scheme of things.
2: For sure. For sure. Man, I think that's one of his greatest uh, attributes. Man, the dude knows what it's like. He's pretty fresh out of it. You know, he knows what it's like, man. If you're, if you're hurting that day, he understood. You know, I remember, man, when I was with him, I just, my hamstrings just were, were struggling because I couldn't couldn't get him into shape quick enough. You know, I couldn't get him into shape because I couldn't run beforehand, you know, and, and he understood, man. With My bicep was He understood it because he'd been there pretty recently, you know. Um, so I think that's one of his greatest attributes. And, and his passion for the game yeah. is, 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 is really, really, it's evident, man. The dude wants... The dude wants it. You know, he wants it. And and that's just something that you, can, players love, and you got to respect it. Uh,
1: so you played, or you were, um, you know, Nick Madrigal was drafted, obviously, in the first round by the Sox. You, did you guys overlap there at all? I'm trying to think. I don't... No, no, no. Right when he moved up, I moved there. Okay, so, so was... he
2: was there the day before me.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, ha- have you played with him before? Have you... Yeah, I'll tell you about him on team USA. That's, that's what I thought. What, what are your thoughts on him then? Dude, great teammate, great guy. I love him, man. <laughs> For sure. He's uh For you know, sure. He's not um he's not uh you know, six six and two forty, you know, he's not a not a huge guy, but you if right, you can hit, right. you can hit and you can play defense, you can play defense no matter what I mean, what size you are. And it seems like those yeah, two yeah, tools yeah. he's got those uh pretty locked down
2: yeah man he's gonna play uh very consistent defense and he's gonna compete at the plate he's gonna put the ball in play he's gonna get on base um and those are things that that are useful they're used they're very useful man
1: absolutely um just just a couple more things uh for you still uh what yeah. did, you know obviously you're you look at your numbers from uh from Kannapolis and obviously they're not where you want them to be um so totally. what what are you doing this off season to try and uh I mean obviously you're not you know team first and you want to win as a team and, and all that good stuff, but obviously you have to set personal goals for yourself so what are some some personal goals you're you're setting for yourself uh, coming up for
2: 2019 man oh, let's see here brother um well, really, uh you know it for me right now the, the sites are spring training. Um, I'm not really into the season yet okay. for me is my personal goal, my personal mindset, um, man, it's spring training. Bro. I want to show what I can do. Right. You know, I, I still haven't even felt like i would what I can do yet, man. I want to, I want to compete. I want to compete, man. My goal is to compete. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what the, that's the name of the game, brother. You know? Um, so my goal is to get to spring training and compete, bro. You know, show that, show that I can have an impact, you know, and, and I can help. Chicago, bro, you know. That that's my mindset. But but I'm not into the season yet. I don't think it's good to look too far ahead. Okay. I think you stay you stay pretty
1: recent, you stay close. Um yeah, bro. So so that being said, what are you doing with your diamond this off season Enjoying your life?
2: Totally, man, dude for sure, bro. Well, first and foremost, man, in, in the workout, dude, everything you do has gotta be explosive. Mm-hmm. I'm working on my explosion, man. I wanna be an explosive player. You know. Uh that's that's first and foremost for me. Um and really, dude, uh, I benefited a lot from instructs, man. Kelly, the hitting coach, I think he helped me out uh, a ton with some things, man. I was too in my head. I was too mechanical. Coming off the injury, I, I, too much stuff was put in my head, and, and, it, and it's obviously I'm my own player, so it, it, I'm mostly to blame. You know, you can't you can't get too headsy in this game, man. You got the swing going, go and for perform. You know, that's the other thing I'm, I'm pushing on myself, man. Don't get too in your own head. Don't get too mechanical about it. You know, go up there and, like I said, compete, man. Let let, let your swing be free. You know, uh, that's that's one thing that once I do finally start taking swings here here really soon, that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the emphasis that everything revolves around.
1: All right, mm-hmm. man. Uh, last thing for you. Um, I might have asked you this before, but uh, what's your what is your favorite uh, baseball memory?
2: Wow. My favorite baseball memory? Whoa, man! <laughs> really, really, Gotta really, really, one, really, man. really. Oh my gosh! Um, okay. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't know this was coming, dude. I might need a second. <laughs> I didn't.
3: Seriously, know this I way. might need a
2: second. All right. Um, favorite baseball memory? Mmm. Wow,
1: wow, wow. Okay, okay
2: there's <laughs> kind of a lot, man. It's kind of a lot. I right,
1: give me a couple then.
2: Okay, um, probably uh, one of them is uh, living with uh, two of my, really three of my best friends in in Wausau, Wisconsin. Okay, playing uh, playing summer ball up there. My freshman year of college. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great memory. Um, another one is hitting hitting a home run. At, at Dishwalk Field against University of Texas I, my sophomore year in college. I grew up playing there, man. Okay. And uh, I grew up – no, I didn't grow up playing there. I grew up going to watch Texas play, and it, and it seemed like that was never going to happen. And then I, I'm the rival team, and I, I hit a home <laughs> run there, man. That was, that was kind of crazy. That's cool. And my whole family was there. My whole family was there. Um, those are two good ones, man. I, I, I'll uh, – let me think, run. I'll uh, – I'll leave it, I'll leave it right there, man. I'll leave it right there.
1: You can, yeah. uh, you can update that in a few years when you, uh, take the field at uh, guaranteed rate. How's that sound?
2: Dude, that sounds perfect, brother. Let's make it happen. All right, man. Thanks for your time tonight, <laughs> Steel. And,
1: uh, it was good chatting yeah. with you and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll, 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 chat along the way, but, uh, thanks for taking your time. Perfect, man. man. Yeah, dude. Anytime, bro. See ya. All right. Welcome back to the second part of the, uh, second future Sox uh, off season podcast, just heard from uh, Steele Walker there, and uh, now it does uh, Luis Gonzalez, Luis uh, from New Mexico, or played ball at uh, New Mexico, I should say, and uh, finished the season with the Dash in uh, Winston Salem. And Luis, uh, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So it's, uh, it's you. So where where are you? You're in Arizona now. <clears throat> yep, uh, more precisely Tucson, Arizona. Okay, and um, you, how how did you? Um, We'll get to this the season in just a little bit, but were you, so you're in Arizona, did you play in the fall league at all? I mean, I know you were out there. Steele said he was doing some kind of instruct stuff, so what what were you doing out there then?
3: Yeah, I was doing uh, the same thing, you okay. know, uh, kind of had that uh, growing issue, so uh, they took it easy on me for the instructs. I was uh, just rehabbing it, you know, trying to get the growing, uh, you know, trying to do some some stuff to strengthen the growing, the legs up a little bit, so Mostly just uh, doing, working out and, and working with Gally. I was working with Gally every day, so just uh, working on a couple of things in my hitting, and, and yeah, that's about it.
1: So let's go back to your uh, time in New Mexico. Um, I guess the first time I, I had heard about you, so, and I've, I've told you this, so in 2017 I was out in Palm Springs doing stuff with the uh, Power. One of your uh, former teammates, Hayden Schilling, was uh, out there, and when the uh, Sox drafted you, I asked, you know, I asked Hayden about you, and he gave me the uh, little scouting report. But uh, what was it like playing with New Mexico?
3: Um, I had I had a great time in New Mexico. You know, uh, learning. I always preach about how good the the coaching staff was there. You know, uh, learn from one of the best, uh, Ray Birmingham. He was um he was just a great coach. You know, old school blue collar coach. Um, You know, he really put me into um, into place over there. So.
0: He really got me
3: ready uh, for where I am now and where I want to be and where I want to go. So um, you know, uh, I give him all. I give him a lot of props um, for where I'm at right now, and, and you know, I just uh, appreciate him uh, believing in me and um, and you know, giving me that scholarship to go to New Mexico and uh, continue to uh, work on my baseball skills.
1: So you know, I asked I've asked everyone this same question. So what was what was draft day like for you when you uh, heard your name called?
3: Um, it was just a very surreal moment. You know, uh, I was here with um, with most of my family. You know, um, I was here with a couple of my buddies, and it was just you know it was it was something it was a really cool moment because it was something that I've been waiting for since. Since I was a little boy, you know, I, I always just wanted to play in professional baseball. So, um, hearing my name be called to the White Sox was, um, you know, I just knew it was the beginning of something new and, and the beginning of, of, of my, of my real baseball career of where I've wanted to, where i wanted to play since I was little and where I want to go, which is major leagues.
1: So you, uh, 55 games in Kannapolis this year and then finished the season with Winston. So let's, let's start with, with Kannapolis. uh, your, your time in Kannapolis. I mean, in the minor leagues, obviously, you know, people come and go, but it seemed like you guys had a, um, a pretty good bond there with, uh, Jersey in the way too.
3: Yeah. You know, Jershley does a great job of, um, of getting the whole team together. You know, we, we create such a strong bond with each other and, and you know this since this was my first full year, and um, it was my first time at spring training. You know, I had um, I, I got to know all the buddies that were gonna play either in Canapolis or Winston Salem. You know, I was um, I was with them all for a good month and a half in spring training. So um, so yeah, just getting uh, getting to play with them and in Kenaples and Winston Salem. Man, it was it was it was such a fun time. You know, we we created such. I, you know, I became really good friends with Las Rivera, you know, Craig DiDolo, you know, all these other guys, Michael Hickman. So from there on, man, it was just, um, just, you know, I was having a lot of fun playing ball and doing what I love.
1: So and then when you moved to Winston, it was like, it was like a, uh, there's a bunch of players, obviously they got moved to Birmingham. And then you guys, you, know, like you and Lincoln and Blake and, and Tyler, and I'm sure, in Laz, I'm sure there's some other guys uh, that I'm missing, but, uh, I think Nolan Nolan moved up and, you know, some guys like that. But it seems like, um, you know, I was talking to Dylan and Gavin. Um, they, you know, it didn't seem like the team camaraderie skipped a beat at all when you moved up to Winston.
3: No, uh, you know, absolutely not. I feel like um, it, it might have even gone stronger, you know. Um, I feel like uh, I've been playing with uh, Dylan Cease, uh since last year. You know, we were both in Kanapolis and 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 sheets as well and um you know i was with blake for for a while so um all those other guys you know you, i feel like as soon as i got to winston-salem it was just you know it was there wasn't any there wasn't any anything to to be worried about you know we were all just buddies and playing the game that we loved so i think that's where a bunch of the success came and sure enough you know we got a tremendous uh, core right there so um you know the talent and the camaraderie that we that we shared was uh, was was great it was tremendous.
1: one of the things I remember uh, talking to you about at, at um, I don't remember what the question was or what actually um, I had said but I'm, your answer was your approach at the plate and um, something you were doing differently or something you're attributing your success to was was not just letting that first pitch go by but attacking that first pitch as if it may be the best pitch you see it in your in your entire at bat. That's something you told me. I mean, is that something that where, where did that come from for you? And I guess, I mean, you you saw the results this year, you, you, uh, performed, I would say pretty darn well at both levels.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was mostly just, uh, you know, just looking at the numbers, looking at, uh, how often you get that first pitch for a strike and how often they throw a fastball, um, first pitch. So, uh, for me, I just wanted to be more aggressive in the box. You know, I've always been a pa- uh, patient hitter, so, uh, just, uh, just wanted to be more aggressive in the box and, uh, stuff that, uh, that I read, you know, that I saw, uh, Altuve was, uh, one of the big guys who, who says that, like, you know, uh, I always swing out first pitches and he really does. And that's the, he was the MVP, uh, in 2017. And, and the numbers he, he showed, man, like, you want, you want to hit, you want to hit like Altuve. So I started becoming more aggressive. I started swinging the first pitch more. And, uh, sure, yeah, you know, I might have struck out a little bit more than I wanted to, but, um uh, but, you know, I hit for a better average and hit for more power as well. So, um, you know, just, um, as I mature as a hitter, I'm sure I can, um, I can, uh, cut down the strikeouts and, uh, continue to, um, to display my average and, and power skills.
1: So you obviously, want to continue to build on on your offensive year this this past year, but how, where how do you think you are uh, defensively? You know, for the games I was there, you know, I'm taking pictures at the backstop, and you know, it's kind of I can see out there obviously, um, but you know, I'm not sitting in the bleachers, I'm not watching your reads and things like that. How do you feel uh, you you played defensively this season?
3: Um, yeah, I thought I, I thought I did a good job. You know, um, um I think I um. I'm a, I'm a great outfielder, I think, you know, I, since I was a little boy, um you know I was I was I played shortstop, you know, I was a left-handed shortstop. I was a left-hander catcher. so um, you know, the making the transition to the outfield when I was in high school, um, I feel like I, I was I can read the 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 bat. This is something that Rowan also um, preached on us, uh, just reading the bats, reading reading the swings of the of the hitter so you can position yourself and you can um, you can take those great jumps and and take good routes to the ball so um, you know I think I did a great job I think Rowan did a fine job
1: of uh, helping me out in the outfield and I think um, it only
3: gets better from from now
1: on yeah so what, what was it like uh, having uh, Aaron Aaron out there with you guys
3: oh it, it was great man he and row is a great guy you know he he's super uh, he's super uh, how do you say he you know, he's super intense. So, um you know, the way he plays the uh, boss, uh, the way I kinda uh, I kinda see myself playing And you know, he'll run through a wall like he did in, in, in Philly, you know. So uh watching him play when I was little, uh, it was uh and then having him now as a coach, man, it's just um it's just you know, I'm just fortunate enough to have uh this the this group of guys uh coaching me and and, and learning from them, you know.
1: So I want to, ask you uh, about some of the other guys you, you played with. I mean, you, you look up and down your, your lineup with the dash. I mean, and then even with Kannapolis, I mean, and Berger wasn't even a part of that, but you'll get, you look at your, your team with Winston. You've got Blake and Luis out there with you. Um, and, and I mean, I just, every single night you go out there in the outfield, I mean, obviously, you know, people filled in. I think, you know, Remillard filled in out there and, you know, some other guys as well, but, uh, what's what was it like you know playing the outfield with Luis and Blake I mean obviously two other guys that are highly touted uh prospects in the organization
3: yeah it's it's super cool man it's super cool to be stacked up against uh against a lineup like that and um you know roaming the outfield around with uh Luis Robert one of the fastest uh human beings I've ever played (laughs) with and and Blake Rutherford who's also a tremendous talent man um just being alongside of them you know i think uh just helps me helps me even get better get better as a player you know that um, they motivate me um I, I hope i motivate them and we're all just trying to get to the same place you know right. we um, we battle against each other so um battling battling guys like that and just makes me makes me a better player and uh makes me uh hungrier to get to the top you know
1: So let me ask you this what when you are out there well, let's start with this are you more comfortable in center field than anywhere else I mean obviously you spend more time there but what do you feel about or how do you feel about the uh, corner outfield spots as well
3: um I think it was something that uh, that I have just now started to uh to um to work on uh, in pro ball but I feel like I've made a transition it's fairly easy for me and I think it's um it's um it's something that um I don't I don't mind. You know, it's good to uh, be that versatile. You know, playing center field. I've always played center field, but uh, I don't mind playing left or right. You know, it just gives me, um, just gives me a um, more chance to be in the lineup every day, and that's what I want to do. I want to be in the lineup every day and help my team win ball games.
1: So, um, w- what are some things that um, that you're gonna that you're working on? Maybe not right this very second, but that you're gonna be working on uh, for 2019.
3: Um, I'd say just you know just uh, continue to. Uh, to be consistent in, in, in on defense and the plate, you know, um continue to be aggressive, um hit mistakes, you know, take advantage of those mistakes and um, you know, um recognize off speed or, or recognize off speed and um and lay off the the good pitchers in the dirt. Um you know, just uh, continue to uh, continue to work hard and um and just be mentally tough, you know, whether whether I'm having you know, a bad day, bad games, a bad week, you know, just um up there with the same attitude and, and believe in myself. And, you know, just I feel like it all just play out in the end.
1: All right, Luis, uh, last thing for you. I steal this. I've asked everyone this. Um, What's your uh, what's your favorite baseball memory?
3: My favorite be-
1: baseball memory ever? Yeah. Well, you can give me a couple, but, yeah, ever.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have so many. I don't. I don't know where to begin. I guess, um, you know, I'll probably just uh, hitting hitting a walk off, you know, walk off home run when I was uh, when I was little. I mean, that's that's something that's always been in my mind. But yeah, uh, there, there's just so many moments I probably can't can't just choose one. He um, he, he, uh,
1: he know, gave me a couple, yeah. so you you can get, couple's fine.
3: Uh, <laughs> throwing uh you know, throwing no hitter when I was a uh, little boy, that was, that was a cool okay. moment. Um, I guess um, there's just, um, you know, there's not really that many that stand out to me. It's just uh, things that, um, uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, just, it's just um, all these, you know, the game has brought to me so many uh, joyful moments and uh, I don't take them for granted and I can't, I can't really put, uh, put them all in, I can't really say any, you know, it's just, uh, it's all, it's all, they're all, they're all on the top for me.
1: Just being out there every single day and playing, uh, what you, playing the game you love, huh? Yeah. I mean, every, every day you see
3: something new. So, uh, so it's just, um, you know, I hope to make a lot of great memories in the, in the future. So, uh, hopefully I can answer that question uh, later <laughs> on. You
1: know? There you go, man. All right, cool. Thanks for your time today. And, uh, you know, we'll be in touch and, uh, and, uh, good luck this season. All right, Glenn, thank you. Thanks, thank man. you. Have a, have, a good, have a good day. You too. All right, so there you have it. You heard from both Steel Walker and Luis Gonzalez. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, both guys uh, doing their off-season stuff, getting ready for spring training. And as I said at the beginning of the uh, podcast, coming up next week, uh, two guys I've already spoken to, uh, Cade McClure coming off that season-ending knee injury. He is uh, doing well rehabbing, and uh, we'll have you uh, take a listen to that next week. And then also Tyler Johnson the righty from South Carolina who appears to be on the fast track to the White Sox bullpen just a lights-out season last year in Kannapolis and then Winston-Salem. Until then, hope you enjoyed this one. We'll talk to you next week with another Future Sox podcast.